All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We continue on the Gregor Show on Sports 1440, live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Uh, how are you? Big game tonight. It's always exciting. The Oilers taking on the uh, Toronto uh, Maple Leafs tonight. Stuart Skinner will get the start in goal, going up against Mr. Jones for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Oilers, uh, the only uh, lineup change has uh, Ryan McLeod back in the uh, lineup. He missed uh, Saturday's game with an illness in Montreal. And uh, Phil Kemp will uh, come out. McLeod's going to center Ryan and Yanmark. Hamlin with Ernie and Brown. Kane with Dreisaitl and Fogel. And, of course, McDavid, Hyman, and uh, Nugent Hopkins remain a trio. Tonight, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, meanwhile, on the uh, other side, they put Marner back with Matthews. Also uh, getting a uh, little bit of a bump. He's played... Uh, Quite well lately, uh, Pontus Holmberg will be the uh, left winger on that line. Nyes and uh, Nylander will be centered by Tavares. Max Domi centers Callie Yonkrock and Tyler Bertuzzi. And then uh, Camp is uh, centering uh, McMahon and Gregor on the back end. Uh, Riley and Brody. Benoit and McCabe. Uh, Giordano and Timothy Lilligren. Then, of course, we mentioned uh, Marty Jones in between the pipes. Tonight should be... Uh, Looking forward to it. Always looking forward to the game. So uh, Struddy is going to join us uh, here in, in a little bit. We have uh, uh, lots of text to get to, 833-401-1440. Hey, boys, your, uh, your son is right. Uh, had to get no anytime goal score at uh, plus 600. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, if it uh, works out... Uh, Maybe drop a ten spot to the uh, <laughs> Brownlee GoFundMe page. That'll be uh, that'll be great. So that's a good deal. Jeez, I might have to get in on that. Jeez, 
plus 600. Can't go wrong on that. I have to try it. So we'll see. Um, uh, a few other things. Uh, lots of texts. Hey, guys, I listened to uh, Vincent DeHarnay, and I'm curious uh, Brown's thoughts on as a defensive mind defenseman first, when that's your bread and butter, what's the best way to improve offense and finishing? Well, I think your offense is going to come from obviously good defense. Um, you know, I, I for myself, I see DeHarnay, his offense is going to come from quick decisions defensively and moving the puck and moving up with the play. Um, you know, possibly joining in on a late rush. Uh, offensively, I think on the blue line, um, you know, that little bit of movement, being able to pinch down, jump down. I mean, I've talked about it before. I love the way, you know, the Oilers forwards are coming up high, which is allowing, you know, the defensemen and the forwards that to be interchangeable, which is obviously hard to defend against. Um, so he's going to create offense that way. And by getting pucks, obviously through and on net, um, you know, I, I, I don't think you want DeHarnay trying to play like a Macar, trying to beat guys, <laughs> you know, trying to yeah, beat you think? Yeah, trying to beat guys and trying to do too much himself. It's just, you know, like I said, I mean, moving the puck and following up and jumping in the holes, um, you know, defensively in the neutral zone, having a good gap, you know, defending the blue line, um, having a good stick and creating some of those turnovers. And then obviously when the forwards, you know, transition to offense, if he has a good gap and gets some touches there and breaks some plays up, possibly get some some second assists uh, in that way. But, I mean, right now, I mean, any young defenseman is looking to just evolve their game and grow. I think he's, you know, a little bit of ways away from developing the offensive side of his game. I think he's starting to feel confident and comfortable uh, as the year uh, is going that, you know, but it's just that's something he's slowly going to have to add, and he's going to have to show consistently uh, to the coaching staff how reliable he can be defensively. Yeah, well, that that's obviously being his bread and butter, and he's talked about it. Uh, he like the last few games, though, Detroit had a really good scoring chance. Uh, Montreal, at first shift, man, he was right in there. Yeah, and he he feels, you know, what like obviously just a confidence to even get down there is kind of the first step for him, but. Um, you know, hey, I guess you just shoot puck. Some guy like to be a natural scorer, I'm telling you, is hard. <laughs> right? Like, I think it it's almost undervalued how difficult like when you look at some of the goals these guys score on a continual basis, like when a guy comes in and all of a sudden goes roof daddy once, you're like, okay. And maybe it's a really good shot how much of it was lucky. Because the good goal scorers are continually finding the two inches. Right. And they, oh, that's the only place to go. Boom. They go. Like we see from the sharp angles now, lots of the shooters, the goalie comes down on the post and they're shooting right over his shoulder. Like they're doing it on purpose, right? They practice that shot time and time again, but it's hundreds and hundreds of shots, right? Like it, like I think it, you know, hey, if, if Dan Harnay could become, and I don't even mean this disrespectfully, but heck, if you could become a three goal scorer, that'd be a massive, yeah. you know, improvement really, especially because he doesn't shoot the puck very much. So number one, he's going to have to start shooting the puck more, but I think it's the hardest thing to learn. And you could waste a lot of practice time as a, as a Vincent DeHarnay style defense. And I don't think he ever will. He's like, Hey, I want to get my feet quicker. I want to turn all that stuff. You know, finishing in tight is probably not something <laughs> he's going to spend a lot of time on, right? Like you only have so many hours in a day. You got to know what you're good at. But I think that you can create some of those areas that he could jump in. Right. So here's some areas that 
I'm sure if he talks to Coffee or in the development, you know, the other coaches and whoever works with him after and be like, hey, here's some of the scenarios that, you know, you could see yourself in and we're going to create some of those and now we're going to give you puck after puck, right? And you're going to learn, you know, where to get it on your stick and how to get it off your stick quick and getting your eyes up and less, you know, less puck handles because obviously in those areas it's pretty congested and there's bodies and sticks. So I think he would, there's some scenarios that you could probably create for him that he would probably see and how he's going to create the offense. And then, it, like you said, it's just doing it over and over and then understanding, you know, and getting the, the the hands and the putting the puck in the right spot so you're not overhandling it. And ultimately, you know, I've been there before. When you when you get in those situations and you're you're kind of expecting it but not expecting it, and when you get it, you're like, you know, your, your eyes get blurry, you're yeah. not looking up, and then you wonder why you buried it in his chest, right? Because it's just an uncomfortable yeah. situation. So if you can create that and get some comfort with it and get your eyes up, obviously it's going to give you a chance. You know, it's like walking the line. Like, like, to be a good defenseman at walk, it's such a good skill, and it is hard. Like I still think Sergei Zubov is the best defenseman I've ever seen walk the blue line. Oh, it's if you can do that and keep that puck in your hip and in an area oh, where you can, God, because you got to keep it in a spot where you can do multiple things yeah. with it. That's what yes. makes it so effective, and, yes. and it's hard. Like you know, we can all walk the line. But I know as a defender, when I see you walking the line, if I see you in a position where I know you're limiting your options because of where the puck is, I'm going at you, right? But you can't go at Makar and those guys yeah, because Quinn the Hughes. way they walk, yeah, yeah. Ken Hughes, because the way they walk it, the puck's in a place where they can do so much with it that you got to respect that, right? And it's not only does the guy defending him have to respect it, but the second layer behind, right? Because we're all, everybody's watching and trying to anticipate possibly where the puck could go, whether you need the box out or maybe you can jump to this guy. But because they hold that puck in a spot, it holds a lot of other guys accountable and keeps them in a position where it create it possibly creates space for other guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jason Greger, Sean Brown with you on Sports 1440. Hey guys, Pontus Holmberg of Toronto is a dry saddle clone. Look it up. Same sock over the skate look, same tape job, same jersey number, same style skating. Plays similar, quiet, smart game from the burglar. Wow. He might, I don't think he plays the same game. I don't see, I don't, and I watch a lot of Toronto games. Um, and hey, I, Pontus Holmberg, I think is a smart player, but, um, Leon Drysaddle is one of like the top 10 players in the world. I think he's the best passer in the game. So Pontus Holmberg, I'll say this about Pontus Holmberg. He's got really good instincts. He thinks the game very well, but I, um, the, the similarities, you're right on the uh, socks and you're right on the Jersey number, but, um, and I don't, not any disrespect to him, but it's, to me, it's almost disrespectful to say he kind of plays the same game as dry subtle because I don't see him engage. Like dry subtle likes it when he feels the guy defender on him, right? Like how many times we see him in the corner? He looks, okay, you want to come to me? He sticks out the rear end. The defender comes and engages. Sometimes I'm like, why defending him? Cause you can't get the puck. Right. So, and you, you try to knock it off. And so you, you want him to hopefully, sometimes you almost be better with dry settle is to bait him into think, Oh, look, here's a little opening. Cause sometimes he can't help himself. And he's like, okay, you know what? There's a sliver there. I think I can put the puck there because he's very confident in his passing. Yeah. I mean, he definitely engages you and he wants you to get yes. on him. And yeah. with the new rules, like, I mean, yeah. Like, and when you played though, 
Like, there was guys who, who liked to do it, but you used to be able to wrap your arms right around a guy a little bit as a defense. Like, how, how would you as a D-man, or even how did you do it then? Because it is difficult. Like, we're talking, like, the big men. Like, Drysdale was a pretty big man. Yeah. Right? But they were talking those six foot one to six foot three, four, 220-pound forwards. Yonker. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. His jo- rear end was like, <laughs> dude, it was massive. It was yeah. like a train coming at you. Yeah. They were so hard to defend because they would invite you in. They were so big, so strong. You could literally be jumping on their back and they would just carry you with them. Like, and you know, that you get back to the bench and whether it was, you know, hey, hold the blue line, hold the blue line. Well, if I hold the blue line, he's got the speed to beat me wide. If you back in, he takes a shot, uses you as a screen, beats you at the top of the circle. Like they were so, they had so many skill sets that they were so hard to defend against. But yeah, I mean, I think you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go at dry sidle. It, it all depends. It's, it's it all depends on the scenario and the situation. I mean, if he has a little bit of time and he has the puck and you see that he's kind of inviting you in, I think you have to go. You know, you have to have number one a plan of whether you want to push him up or push him down. You don't want to go into any scenario against a player like that and just be trying to wing it. Um, yeah. But I think the situation would be different every time. But there's sometimes that you have to give him a little bit of space. Uh, and then count on everyone else kind of doing their job and taking, you know, making sure that they have the man so that they don't, you know, come into play. But he's, you know, that's what makes those guys so elite. There is just no one way of ever defending them. They have such a an ability to whatever way you do attack them, they have another way of beating you. Right. So yeah. um, it's a good game of cat and mouse. Yeah. But it's it's a lot. It's a, defense is a lot like checkers, really, is just being able to read plays and put guy. You always want to try and dictate which way you want them to go and where you want them to go as opposed to the other way. Jason Greger, Sean Brown with you on uh, Sports 1440. Uh, when we come back, was he playing checkers or chess? We'll find out from uh, Jason Strudwick next on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 425. Oof, you know what that music means. Our next guest, uh, tight jeans, home dresser, is uh, dancing around right now, getting set for a a big game tonight. Not sure if he's on the broadcast tonight uh, or not. Uh, We'll find out as... uh, we get two uh, struds on, brought to our good friends at Action Electrical. Go to actionelectrical.net for uh, if you need uh, any uh, solar, you want some savings, you need some electrical work done for your residence or commercial, they do it all at actionelectrical.net. Uh, Jason Strudwick from uh, Got Your Back Podcast, a former NHLer, joins us. Uh, Struddy, how you doing? Good. And before we get going, I got to set the table. Something I saw... Saturday night, our Oilers alumni. Oh, I should have jumped on you earlier. I could, Struds, I could have jumped on you earlier. Don't tell lies. Don't tell. I Sean Brown played curling like he was bowling. He was just slamming it right through. <laughs> I've never seen less touch. Zero touch. You had the touch of a sledgehammer out there, Brownie. It was it was embarrassing. Hey, I was embarrassed. I, I was. You know what? I wasn't going to bring it up, but if you're going to go there, <laughs> I was a little worried about your game, right? So, I'm assuming you don't play much either. But when I watched you. <laughs> At the end of your broom, I don't think you could have been any, your hands could have been any higher on your broom. And you know how you get the sweeper, right? He's, he's literally like go, go gadget arms. Like I was like, get your, get your weight over your bottom hand and get down there. 
And it, I wasn't going to bring it up, but it was it was awkward. Um, we had to have a conversation. And there was a couple times, too, it was funny that you were caught off guard. <laughs> what, what is the guy that throws a rock? Is there a name for that? Well, no, because there's, there's position. Yeah, <laughs> there's positions. Your first, second, third, or okay. scale. Well, the guy's throwing the rock in, but everybody like, throws the rock at different. Like you all get like you. You can be the the first two guys, right? Will sweep yeah. more, yeah. right? Your skip normally never sweeps because yeah. he's either out there. Well, yeah. he might sweep a little bit to help out. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so the what skip were you? Is, were you the lead? Were you second, third, or skip? I was first. Okay, I was so first. you're the lead. But I, they were. Yeah, they were. I was. I could have went anywhere, <laughs> but. No, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the fact that they were yelling at you, they were yelling at you and catching you off guard. It was it was a comical. I mean, at the end of the day, we got the W, right? You know that we did win. Um, no, yeah, I do. That's incredible. Brownie was curling it so fast. Connor McDavid at full speed could have swept his rocks. Oh That's how hard he was throwing it down the, the lane. No, hey, listen, I started off slow, but by the time I got to you, I was an impactful <laughs> player on our team for sure. And I had a big, I had, you, you were very limited on your role. And I, I would say at the end of the day that I totally outplayed you and that was the difference in that game for sure. Yeah. But, you, were you guys playing each other? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. It, it was good, actually. I mean, Ben Scrivens was great. He looks like, I mean, he was a skip. He was taking charge out there. Oh, is he still, um, is he still like, is his hair down to like his, his yeah. rear end now? Like he's loving the flow right now. It's awesome. He is. Yeah. yeah he, he's yeah. got the body. Yeah. He's got the body for it, right? Yeah. Just very little muscle tone. Just yeah, I was just going to say, what does he look like? An 80s rocker, right? Like just super thin. He's got the strutty tight jeans on. He's got no muscle development. And you're like, okay, long hair rocker. Nice. <laughs> but it, it was, yeah, well, it was it was a great time. It was it was fun. But yeah, you definitely, Shreddy didn't help his team at all. Um, felt, I felt bad for him. Um, poor Patty Garland's uh, wife and father-in-law i'm sure i'm for sure you're not going to be on that team next year there's no way you're going back <laughs> well strati were you lead as well no no they they, they, they couldn't they, find a they place want, for him. they were trying to get they put the guy who they don't want to have any involvement in the game at all basically you know you only have six rocks when you're going brownie first right so i was second the table at number two yeah exactly <laughs> Just picture you two donkeys out there. <laughs> you know, now, how many times, let's be honest, when you two were sweeping, did you hit the rock accidentally and just keep sweeping? Absolutely not. No. no. Oh, so, oh, Brownie, so you're going to lie again. So I threw a rock, and Brownie <laughs> hit my rock up, and it affected, luckily, I, I was such good touch, it didn't affect it that much, but he was on the other team, he hit my rock. I called foul, but no one wanted to, to call it out. No, the game's in a protest. I never touched your rock. It's... Hey, I, like I said, I started off a little bit slow, but by the time I got, you got to a few you, be- a few beers yeah, in, and yeah. then you were better. I was dialed in. Yeah, the yeah. People, had, yeah. Well, Brownie says you know he was so excited. It was like he had nerves, right? Brownie gets a little nervous at times, so you know the first few rocks were probably just excitement, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a lot hard. It's one of those sports that if you don't play, you don't really understand how challenging it is. Like coming out of the shoot, there, your balance. Did you wipe out. Uh, I didn't wipe out, but I was a little unsure of myself. I mean, you know, I I was watching uh, Struddy coming out of the shoe. He looked like a wet noodle. I mean, I don't know how if he's doing any abs or any core, but (laughs) he he was a little loose coming out of there. (laughs) 
say this. Brownie with the rock in his hand looked as nervous as former Edmonton Oilers Scott Ferguson on a breakaway. <laughs> Coming in, crashing, doing a toe pick into the end boards. Oh. Uh, Stretty, I asked Brownie this because you're uh, – now you're – are you – what are you, 47 or 48? 48. 48. 48. Yeah. So if you were in the exact same situation, Strides, and I know that's, it's, you know, it's a unique situation. You had injuries. You couldn't fly anybody else in. It's your local town. Let's just pretend that it was your high school team because that would probably be the equivalent, right? And all of a sudden they say, hey, Strutty, you've been skating like you have been now, you know, and uh, to come out of retirement for one game, would you do it like TR no. did? There is no, I, I can't believe he did it. I was so impressed, but I, it does, it, 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 it is, it would be doing nothing for me at all. I know that, like, even now I play, you know, pick up with the kids and I can, it takes me 20 seconds to cover blue line to blue line. You know, I would just be chasing the puck around. I'd probably get hurt. Probably someone block a shot. I'd block it, get hit in my legs. I'm so far behind. Like, I couldn't believe when I saw TR. I, I love that he did that. But he just has such a joie de vivre, as they say in Spain. But I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I could not. I thought I would say no so quick, their head would be spinning. Okay, so uh, it, you know what? It, it was interesting. I always ask the guys because you know you're similar age to say like Brownie said. Oh man, are you kidding me? I'd love to play one more game if I could. So, but you, you've uh, the the dream is uh, has passed you, which is totally fine. You're like, hey, you know what? I had my satisfaction. Okay. Uh, to do it, uh, I really liked his post game presser, maybe more than the game, to be honest. Yeah, he was so good, and just the way he talks about when he gets into the fight. But I'll say this: if the Stingers called me and they said we need something to make it rain outside of three, I'd be like, "Where's my jersey? God. Where's my jersey? My short shorts? Oh my god! I'll step in there and rake it rain all night long." Oh my goodness! Like, do you think you could run up and down the court four times right now? Oh yeah. I'd be like a shorter Steph Curry, just making it rain. <laughs> oh my God! Honestly, oh. I'm not sure where I would see Strutty in the basketball court. I, uh, I don't see you. I don't no. see you as a host up guy, a guard. No. I definitely don't see. Definitely you as a don't shooter. see you shooting. Like, yeah. there's no chance. Yeah. You're not a shooter. Like, that's not your. Like, I could see you rebound, and I could see Strutty on the boards. It's got the long arms up there. You know that. That's something I could envision. I could see it. But, like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, like, but not anymore, you're, though. I don't. You're not. You're not Dirk Nowitzki here. You're not stepping back from three point range. Yeah. I didn't say it was. I said I was Damian Lillard. I make it rain. Did you see him that other night? He scored the, the, the last minute shot way, way deep. That's that's where my game is. Now you got to evolve as a player. I uh, can't be banging inside with the heavyweights. <laughs> I step outside. Oh Let my the god! To the talking. We are. You know what? Uh, we might have to do. It. We're going to have to talk to Alex at the uh, Stingers and uh, set something up. A uh, little shooting with Struds. Uh, this year. Brandon, do you play basketball? Love basketball. I would destroy. <laughs> I would actually destroy Strutty of basketball because I could play either game. You you want to play the big man oh. game down low in the key? Oh. I would take it. If you want to play outside, here. Yeah. I like it. I'm actually really good at basketball. Oh, I like it. Brandon, uh, you're a tall Muggsy Bose. That's no. what you are. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you guys, Brandon, you were a, I know Strutty, you played with Ethan Moore. I don't think Brownie did. I played with him. Oh, yeah. Because so, I think he was talking about a story. He was talking about, he was talking where, about yeah. his basketball. He, was, he felt he was a better basketball player naturally than he was a hockey player. Like growing well, up, basketball yeah, was a but, sport. I mean, we, I remember when we used to go to Phoenix because we shared the practice facility with the Suns. And so yeah. we used to play all the time. You'd get wicked games going. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like. He was he, no Sean Brown? He was no. He wasn't that good. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, no hops. Could barely touch the net, much less the rim. Mm. Uh, Struddy, what do you make the? Now you've got to be. This has got to be like Struddy porn. The last eight games for the Edmonton Oilers, oh. uh, they've won them all. They've only allowed two goals or fewer in each of the eight games. They're not giving up a bunch of chances. Like I know you're watching the games in your sweatpants lately, but what are, what has impressed you most about the Oilers' defensive game? Craig, you know me too well. I love the fact that they're winning. Uh, what was it? The last eight games, it's, it's, it's less than two goals a game they've yeah. been giving up, and. This is why I like it, is you have to know that there are some nights where the offense isn't going to come. You're just not going to rattle off four or five goals. So you're comfortable, and, you, and you're okay. We're like, you know what? It's going to the third. It's 0-0. Zero, zero, it's 1-1. One, one. We can win this 2-1. It might take us you know, the whole period, the third. It might take us overtime. It might take a shootout. But we're willing to play that way. In the past, we saw this team thinking, okay, now we, we got to score three goals this shift. And they get scored on. The next guy goes and gets scored on. And then they get scored on two shifts later, and game's over, 4-1. Now they're like, no problem. Let's just stay in this game. We'll just trade. We'll just, you know, trade kind of low event chances or uh, shifts. And then when we find a chance or we get the opportunity, uh, we'll make the most of it. And this is the first time I can remember this group of players doing this. They've, they've won a lot with scoring tons of goals, whether it's five-on-five five or power play, but not from defending. And I'm, I love it. doesn't mean you have to do that for all 82 games, but knowing you've done it for this length of time, I think it's fantastic. So the word I'd use to you, Gregs, is patience. Yeah. They're playing a patient game, waiting for something to happen, rather than forcing something that's not there. Struddy, what, how do you feel about Calvin Pickard? Do you, do you think he's done enough to gain the confidence of the team, the management, um, you know, has he kind of settled things down as a backup right now behind Skinner? Well, I think it starts with Skinner. The conversation starts with Skinner, and he's above, you know, what is it, 900 state percentage. He's, he's moving up the rankings. You know, he was way out, and now he's he's on the first page, which is good, of the goalie stats for save percentage, and he's, it, it keeps ticking up. So he's, you know, solidified it. So it's not like when Picker has to go in there, he has to be all-world. But he's given them a chance, and really as a backup, and, he, and he's a true backup. I don't think anyone's going to say that, uh, or it'd be unlikely to think that he'll become a, a starter at this point in his career. So he's just a legit backup, and he's given you a chance. Whenever I played, I'm like a backup. I'm like, okay, just give me a chance. You know, just even letting, you know, two would be great, but if you get to three, okay, just let us try, and we'll try to get four for you. Um, so I think he's he's made the conversation around now less urgent for them not to go out and, and find someone trade for that guy i still think moving forward they're gonna have to add someone else for insurance because i can't trust campbell so if there's an injury you probably want to have skinner pickard rudry campbell and then whoever the other guy is they bring in but i mean you gotta look at it. he's doing the job and that's all we can ask he's done the job that's been asked and i think it's a fantastic story for the Oilers. I look at the orders, and honestly, when I see their bottom six tonight, Struddy, uh, I think Dylan Holloway will be in there. But I think that's where we're going to see the most movement between now and March 8th. Uh, I think the orders are going to be looking to upgrade uh, with some more speed and some more tenacity in their bottom six. Um, you know, Brown, Ryan, Yanmark, Hamblin, McLeod, and Ernie. I could see at least three of those names changed by the trade deadline. Well, the easy one is Holloway. So they... They, yeah. they need Holloway to come in and play. Like he, he's like adding someone out of nothing, right? He just doesn't cost you anything. Now the other one, and you might have more information than I do, Briggs, but it's Corey Perry. What, what is, you know, let's let's assume that everything's okay and you're able to sign this guy and it makes sense. 
again, you get a player that, you know, maybe not fast, but he brings a lot of um, gamesmanship to, to the roster, especially that bottom six, and he doesn't cost you anything for acquisition. So that's, that's two players you can probably get and hopefully to, to, to contribute without any acquisition costs. Now you can maybe load up a little bit more to something else and try to add a, a, another significant player, and that change the looks of those lines. But then you'd still have all those players you rattled off, the Ernie's, the Ryan's, um, you know, Sam Gagne's and all those Hamblins, they're at depth guys. So now you have depth guys that has helped you in the regular season. So I, I think you're right. I think that's there. they got to figure out. But they need to get, like Holloway has, they need that guy to come in and contribute. It would be massive for this group. Oh God, yes, hundred um, percent. I I think it's a, I think it's a good issue. Like Corey Perry, I, I can tell you this from everybody. Of course, the orders are in on Corey Perry, and you know Edmonton is one of the teams on his list, and he's like, yeah, I would want to go there, but. Is it the top of the list? I can't say that. Uh, and I don't know if anybody can say that for certain because if it was, then he'd probably be signed by now. So, um, cause I, I look at it. If, if I'm a team and I talk to Corey Perry, I'd like to get Corey Perry signed before the end of this month so he can come in, get some as extra skates in coming out of the all-star break because he hasn't played for a while. Stretty, you know how it is. And so the first few games, there's going to be some rust. Well, at least try to eliminate that so it's not 15 or 10 games because you get a little extra uh, skating time for four or five, six days. Yeah, I mean, at least he, he's, he went through training camp and, you know, all that stuff. Like he, It's not like he's just been at home um, you know, for the, for the, since the end of last season. So that's a bonus. But you're right. You if, if a team is going to sign him and he wants to sign a team, the sooner the better to get him up and running. Um, for 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 that for that part, and he he brings he just brings a wild card because now you'd have Darnay, Kane, and Perry. There are three players that are not fun to play against. That if other team wants to play rough, those three guys can drag you into the fight or or push you around, and you kind of hopefully Holly can get going. And Leon's not exactly a fun guy to play against in the playoffs, so all those guys can now help you um, kind of be harder to play against. And, and quite honestly, just add some size to that bottom six because it's not the biggest group of players. Um, you know, if some of those guys are three, four inches taller, we'd definitely be talking about different contracts for them. Yeah, definitely a guy like, um, you know, he can definitely bring out even a guy like Nurse. I mean, Perry, the way he plays in the scrums that he creates and, you know, the involved, with the fact that everyone's got to get in there and get involved, a guy like Nurse can also benefit from from having a guy like that what do you look at if you look at the Oilers defense how do you feel about them moving forward do you feel like there's anything that an improvement there that would be needed Ken Holland only has so much draft capital to move out or or prospects so you really have to be choosy about what you're going to do in a perfect world I'd like to see a better puck moving defenseman in the place of Cody Ceci just so that both Connor and Leon's line would have someone that can really move that puck um and, 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 and I think it, it, it definitely helps when Bouchard is out there because he moves the puck so well and finds that open man. So now who is that guy and what's that cost? It, it can get pretty pricey. You know, so do you, do you hold on to what you have? Because it's not that CeCe's playing bad. I have just like a little bit different-looking player beside that. So then you have to maybe move that draft capital or whatever it is towards, um, you know, someone, maybe a, a third-line guy or a, a top-six guy. So... I think they got to be careful. It's not bad. I would just like to see a tweak, but I'm not sure if a tweak is coming because I'm not sure who that player is after you kind of go through the rosters of players that are out today or teams that won't be in the playoffs most likely. Yeah. 
Strutty, have yourself a good one tonight. Uh, I know that uh, you'll be fired up to watch your Leafs play, so enjoy that. Uh, the number oh. one Leafs fan in Edmonton. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. This will be a great one, everyone. Enjoy it. Uh, honestly, like, does your buddy Brian Hayes believe half the stuff he says? <laughs> like, honestly. I know. But it's embarrassing. I'm already booked. I'm already booked to go on tomorrow, so if there's an Oilers win and a Leafs loss, oh, and they give up four or five goals again, man, that'll be a fun, fun uh, hit on their station. <laughs> well, enjoy it, Strutty. Strutty, and the next, uh, Thanks, alum- Strutty, the next alumni uh, event there, I don't want to see that tracksuit either. <laughs> right, let's, let's, You're jealous let, let's, tight, let's tighten it up a little bit. That was a little sloppy. <laughs> You're better than that. See you guys. There you go. That's uh, Jason Strudwick. Joins us uh, every Tuesday here on Sports 1440. We'll come back. We've got five questions. Uh, Mark Spector, DVD, uh, Darnell Nurse, and more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Jason Greer, Connor Halley, Sean Brown with you on Sports 1440. Live on Orders Nation YouTube, it is game day. The Orders looking for their 11th consecutive victory. Did you know? 64 times, including the current streak of the Orders, a team has won 10 straight games. Only 31 times have they won 11. Pretty big drop. The orders will look to become number 32. Got a good chance tonight against the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. As the uh, the orders are healthy, uh, excluding uh, Sam Gagne. The, uh, the Maple Leafs, eh, fairly healthy uh, as well. So, should be a good one. Let's get to uh, five questions brought to you by our good friends at The Brick. Uh, where you can buy more, save more. You can get up to 25% off bedroom and dining furniture right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, guys. Question number one tonight with the Leafs in town taking on the Oilers. If you were ranking the top five players that we'll see on the ice tonight, what would it look like one through five? I'd probably have McDavid, Matthews, Dreisaitl, Nylander, Hyman. Ooh, good question. Um, So you left out Marner. Yeah. All right. Um, are we playing like historically or right now? Let's go right now. I, I was thinking right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, McDavid's one. Uh, Matthews is two. He's got 33 goals. Um, Dry Seidel, Nylander, Hyman. Nice top-end talent tonight. To question number two, obviously Elvis Merzlikens requesting a trade out of Columbus. That's coming out. Uh, where do you think a landing spot would be good? That would be a good fit for him. And what do you think the return would be for him at this point? Well, if you look at the return historically for goalies, you don't get that much. Um, yeah, he's a goalie who's asked for a trade. Uh, might be even uh, less now. There are some teams that are looking for goalies, no question. Uh, Carolina would be one, but they don't. You know what? They got a lot of goalies they want to get rid of. So obviously Columbus would have to take somebody to make the deal work this season. Uh, I think Carolina in the summer, probably uh, maybe even more likely possibly for them. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't honestly, I'm not sure the, you know, the return is going to be massive just based on the history of trades for goaltenders, right? There, you know, now I don't even know if Columbus wants a goalie back, but it's hard not to unless you do it in the offseason. Like if you do it during the season, you're going to have to trade a goalie because teams don't want to just load up and put a guy in waivers and then end up losing him for nothing. So, 
Um, I think, you know what, uh, probably uh, either like Carolina could, you know, you could easily be maybe Freddie Anderson just because he's so injury prone. You got to make the contracts work and then you got to do the other stuff. But I, I think if people are expecting a massive haul for Mersleek and they're mistaken, but I also want to say the people who think the orders can trade Jack Campbell for Mersleek and, and a one or like two picks, I think you're kind of dreaming. Mersleek is still in the NHL. And he still has decent numbers this season in the NHL. Jack Campbell's in the minors with three years left in his contract and a sub-890 in the minors. Well, he's 29 years old, too. I mean, he's. I think it's tough when you when a player comes out and says he wants to be traded. It's, it makes it a little bit tougher on the uh, GM as well. Yeah, unless you're playing great, right? Yeah, so um, I don't know. I mean, obviously the Leafs could use some stability back there, too. Um, but with the money, what he's got a couple years left on his deal makes good money i mean it would be it's not easy to make trades but i mean if he can build off of the last game that he had um is obviously going to help his value i i think that i mean a a top goalie is hard to find right now is he has he been at a level to to show that he's going to be the top number one he probably wouldn't be in this situation so yeah it's tough when someone says that they want to get traded i think it's probably some draft picks more than likely Question number three. It was on this day back in 2006. Alexander Ovechkin scored his ridiculous goal from his backside against the Coyotes. So in honor of that, what is the greatest single goal you've ever seen in NHL history? Probably would have. For me, it would probably have to be the Bobby Orr goal that I think everyone in hockey has seen where he scores the goal, flies, you know, gets tripped, flying in the air. Um, that would probably have to be the most popular for myself. You got a picture of that one? Doesn't everyone? I got a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got a couple signed, actually. Um, ooh. It's a good question. Um, see, the goal itself, like, it's an iconic goal. I don't think the goal was that great the more I watch it. Like, he flies through the air afterwards. It looked awesome. But, um, you know, that Ovechkin goal was, uh, was pretty sweet. I'd never seen anything like that before. Like, Guys on the ice were like, what? And I still remember like the next day, guys in practice were trying just to see if they could get their puck on the stick. Never mind actually shoot it in the net. And they couldn't even do it. But, um, what are they? Like to me, I like not just like big goals in the playoffs because then we're like overtime winners are obviously going to be at the, at the top of it. So I'm going to say, um, hmm. I like the Maryland Mew goal. The one he went around like four Minnesota Nars stars. That was a pretty sweet goal. Question at number four. Uh, we'll head over to the NFL here. There's a lot of great head coaches available right now. So if you're an NFL team, you're looking to make a, a hire, maybe there's a vacancy, or you're looking to make a change, which current available coach would be at the top of your list? Probably uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, the fact that you know he's won and what he's what he's done. Um, I think any team that uh, has a contending team and wants to try and get over the hump would, you know, have to show some interest in someone like that, you know, just because of his past history and what he's done. You know, it's funny. Like, I look at Bill Belichick, and I think greatness is very difficult to maintain for long periods of time because that's why it's great. It is hard to do. And he had his great time. I think wherever he goes, people are going to be like, well, if he doesn't win right away, then it's not as good. Um, so I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I really love 
the the Belichick one at this point, to be honest. So, but I, like I get that he's smart and everything else like that. But I, yeah, I'm not sold cons. And and Harbaugh one, I don't really like what he did in Michigan and all the allegations. That that kind of pisses me off, to to be honest. Like, you know, it seems a little Cleveland Indianish. So I don't uh, I don't like that. So I don't really know if there's one who's like who stands out as obvious. Because look at Bill Belichick. No one was raving about Bill Belichick when he left Cleveland to go to New England. Right? Like you did, even Andy Reid had a good coaching career, but he's in the right situation in KC and it's been unreal. So I'm going to say I don't there's so many factors that it's hard to say there's one guy that's going to make. I, I think it's, it's you're delusional as an organization if you, if you bring in this one coach and he's going to solve all your problems. Final question for you guys today. Horror film maker John Carpenter celebrating his birthday. So when it comes to a good, scary movie, who do you... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Think is the best filmmaker. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with John Carpenter with, you know, the Michael Myers, the fact that, you know, I play his music, what, every October? October there going into Halloween, freaking kids out, giving out my special unique chips. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I am not a scary moving guy. Like, I, you know, that's just not, <laughs> that's yeah, not me. You and Strutty, you guys are there. You got the blankets over your oh, head, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's cuddled just, up beside it's each other. Just, no. <laughs> it's just an no. excuse to cuddle up with someone, my yeah. wife. Yeah. Uh, well, but you don't really cuddle in scary movies, right? Somebody's jumping. Yeah. That's a good question, Cons. Um, I don't see. It's funny. Like I can name good movies that I liked, but you know who is the uh, who's the best director of it? That's probably a little bit harder. Writer, director. Um, like would Alfred Hitchcock? Does that ca- call, oh, yeah. qualify? Absolutely. I might go with him. Psycho was. It lived up to the name. That's what I'll say. 
Like that movie for its time, like that movie. I remember the first time I watched that movie, I was like, good gracious. Like it was, it was freaky. So maybe I'll go with him. Cause I, I, there's not one that stands out to me. What about you? Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of like you. Declan's the guy we should be asking about this one. I do like scary movies, but the, the creators. But I think uh, James Wan was the one who stood out to me. The guy who's kind of behind the whole, kind of behind the whole, the Conjuring universe, okay. and he also was a producer on the Saw movies. Not a big fan of the Saw movies, but the I did like the Conjuring, Annabelle, those ones. So I'll say James Wan. Okay. Um, now Gore Verbinski, did he do the Ring? Because if he did, then I might go with him. I haven't seen The Ring. Oh, the- my goodness. you got to see it. Right. The thing about The Ring is, it's not like one of those movies where you're sitting there and then someone jumps out and scares yeah. you. Or it's like, oh, <laughs> don't, don't go in there. Yeah. And then they go in there and they yeah. die, right? That's yeah. No, no, no. The yeah. Ring is, like, suspenseful yeah. and just on, your, on the edge. I quite, oh, I love it. That's the one, like, cause, yeah. you know, most horror movies, I never really got scared, but that one was, like, it, it doesn't scare you. It just, it's like, you're on edge. So yeah. It's different. But it's, I, I quite liked it. It was very good. I th- the last scary movie I seen was Silence of the Lambs. Clarice. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great one. And that, oh. it's almost like there's, it was, uh, yeah, I, I don't like it because it gets you thinking there's weirdos <laughs> out there like that, right? And I just, I want to watch a movie. I want to relax. Oh. I don't, I'm scared of enough things. I don't need to put myself in a situation where I'm watching a movie. I just want to relax. Yeah. Hey, guys, Merzlikens for Campbell, the first Broberg, Borgo, and Lavoie for Mick. What? Why? Why would you do that? You're going to give away a first three young prospects just to get rid of Jack Campbell? So Merzlikens can, what, backup guy in, in Stuart Skinner? I'm sorry. I, I say a big negative to that. Sorry, Mick. That seems like an awful trade for Edmonton. It's a guy at best who's going to play. At best, Case Nair is playing 50 games for you. I don't. I, don't, I really don't see how that helps. You, you, well, Stu, you lose a lot of draft yeah. capital for a goaltender. Like, what are we doing here? No, 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 no. They need. They need a backup to Stuart Skinner right now. But they don't need Stuart Skinner's the guy. It's yes. just whether Calvin Pickard is enough to. You know, does he have enough experience? Is he gonna? If there's a situation where he has to go in, can he? Yeah, this might be one of my favorite texts we've received in a while. Hey guys, I was on a date when I was 20. I left the girl in the theater. I walked out of the ring. I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get popcorn, and it's like a half. A, so she just like just uh, hopefully you just wait in the lobby forever until she could. That is unbelievable. God, I hope did you get a second date? Yeah, that's so what I, I want to know, know. Trev, did you get a yeah. second date? Uh, you know what? Maybe she's like, well, at least you're yeah. honest, right? Yeah. Got to be in touch with my feelings. Sorry, honey, it's not for me. I can do a lot of things. I can't watch the ring. Yeah. Mm. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> I, I want to know if you got a second date. Not exactly. You know, that, or to just, yeah. like, and hopefully you just didn't leave yeah. at the theater. Yeah. Or maybe she drove. Who yeah. knows? But Or do you play that up and be like, hey, someone needs to, you might need to sleep over tonight? Yeah. Hey, guys, what about the wild tank? What would you give up for the flower? Well, from Displaced You, Connor, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, I, I don't think Edmonton's in the destination cards for where he wants to go for his family. So uh, not, not so him per much, but that's what I've heard in the past. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I could see there being interest. But honestly, I think right now Edmonton has bigger issues than a, than a backup goalie. 
to be honest. Because I think you could. And by the way, I was wrong. Campbell is eight ninety eight, not uh, not uh, eight eighty eight. It's eight ninety eight. But I think you probably could get by based on if you had to. It's not ideal. But you could just go with Pickard, Campbell, and Rodriguez, and, and you figure one out to be your backup with Stu Skinner in the playoffs. And I know everybody's all, well, Stuart Skinner last year. Yeah, it's his first year in the playoffs. I can give you a laundry list of players whose first year in the postseason was not remotely a direct correlation to that. Remember how many people want to run Jordan Everly out of town? Then go look at Jordan Everly's next few years in the playoffs. Great, every year. Because it's, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of heightened emotion. And never mind, he was a rookie. Was Stuart Skinner. He wasn't four years into his career. Heck, Connor McDavid, the greatest player in the game. Go look at his first playoff run and then look at everything since. So I, I think it's a little, little naive to think, well, Stuart Skinner struggled his first time, so that automatically means he's going to struggle again. I, I don't believe that. Brownie, have yourself a great night. Maybe I'll see you at the game. We will be there. Let's get to uh, the Con Man Sports 1440 update brought to you by. Booster Juice, stop in right now at uh, any location where you want to uh, refuel and uh, refresh on uh, nutritious and delicious smoothies or drinks. There's one right below us here at uh, West Devon Mall. It's so good. I love the uh, strawberry banana. Get yours today at Booster Juice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 